Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Football Manager series, the podcast to accompany my my diary, shall we say, of my Football Manager 2021 career. Last time around, we had spent about half a season with Leeds United and we had qualified for the what I thought was the Europa League. I would actually learn later on it's the Europa League 2, a different competition, a new third tier, shall we say, uh, of European football. And to begin with, I didn't know that. I thought it was just the Europa League and I would eventually come to realise that actually Leeds were not maybe punching quite as high as I thought, but nonetheless, it was European competition and I I looked forward to the challenge. Things, however, as we prepared to begin the 27-28 season, got off to not a ropey start exactly. I did lose one of my key players, one of my lead strikers, a player by the name of Santos. Last season, he had... Uh, he had indicated that he wanted to leave. He wanted Champions League football. He felt he was good enough for Champions League football. In fairness, I would say that he probably was good enough for Champions League football and Leeds could not provide Champions League football. So in came Liverpool with a bid of £66 million, which I agreed to uh, say yes to. Somewhat reluctantly. You don't want to let your best players go. But... The reality is, I was never going to keep him in the long term. So, I sold him, and then I signed one of my Crystal Palace players, Ryan Brewster, to kind of maybe keep some balance. Brewster was not Santos, not in terms of quality, but he would add some strength and depth to a recently weakened position. Then I signed a player by the name of Thiago Almada for midfield, and a player by the name of Mazzinho for uh, defence, and then another talented midfielder and winger by the name of Muchenga as well. So a bunch of signings I felt would be quite useful, and they would have their first test in some pre-season games in America. We played, first of all, Minnow's Orange County Academy. We won 14-0, and then we had a few more friendlies, which again were quite easy, uh, we faced Sporting Kansas City. Yes, they're called Sporting Kansas City. We won 8-0 and then we won 3-1 against Colorado in our final game. And then we played Real Madrid in a friendly as well. I wanted you know to have at least one challenging friendly and it doesn't get much more challenging than Real Madrid. We ended up winning 4-0, which I thought was amazing. Another uh, signing followed shortly afterwards in the form of a young Scottish player, uh, a talented wonder kid by the name of Graham Irwin. He signed for us from Celtic. We managed to convince him to join Leeds over the likes of Inter Milan, who were among the other teams courting him, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. One more friendly against French side Nantes, a 3-1 win away from home, uh, with Irwin scoring an amazing goal in the process set us up for the uh, for the season. Uh, I thought we had enough friendlies at that point and we now had to focus on 
the actual business, shall we say. So, game number one at home against newly promoted Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now, the thing about newly promoted sides is they can surprise you. They can actually punch above their weight. They're excited to be there and they have something to prove. However, we were rampant. I've been doing some tactical tweaking, trying to keep our teams off balance by changing things up, and it paid off. We won 5-0, new signing Muchanga scored twice, and the team played really, really well. And for a brief second, we topped the league on goal difference. Then we would end up being told that we would be playing Sturm Graz of Austria in the Europa League 2 qualifying round, away from home in the first leg. And this was between two very difficult or potentially very difficult Premier League sides. We would have to play Arsenal away from home and then host Liverpool. So two games that you didn't really need to have either side of a European trip all the way to Austria. However, an attacking philosophy against Arsenal away from home paid off with a 1-0 win. Muchanga again scoring. Uh, and then we won 3-1 away from home uh, against um, Graz, despite going behind. Muchanga once again scoring. And those three away goals, of course, put us into a great position. Then we hosted Liverpool. And Liverpool happened to be, of course, the reigning champions. Uh, and also the running European champions. So I expected this to be a very difficult matchup. Liverpool, on this particular save, they've been at times amazing, multiple titles, multiple European titles as well. They've been the standard bearers, shall we say, on this particular save. We were at home, which is always a potential advantage, but against a team like Liverpool, it isn't necessarily that much of an advantage. However, we picked up a 2-1 win and, well, on this occasion, Muchago got his name in lights once again, but this time for being sent off late on. But two goals from, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, uh, H-O-U-G-E, Horge? I don't know. Uh, he scored twice in a 2-1 victory and then we took a 2-1 win at home against Sturm Graz in the Europa League. Made some changes to the starting lineup for this one. Some players who perhaps were on the periphery a little bit of being regular starters uh, would give them an opportunity for some match fitness. Brewster scored his first goal, however, for Leeds and then was rather upset that I praised him for scoring. Okay, fine. And then we drew two all against Fulham uh, away from home. And that was frustrating because we... We played well, but we didn't actually put the game to bed. And this would be a recurring problem. We weren't finishing games off the way that we should. Now we had an international break. Uh, and in the meantime, Muchanka won player of the month for August, despite his late record. And we had to wait a little bit for our next game. International breaks can be a good thing and a bad thing. They give players a chance to rest and recuperate. But on the other hand, they can kind of break up the momentum that you might have built up beforehand. Fortunately, it didn't cause too many problems. We hosted Aston Villa next, a 1-0 win thanks to Brewster, uh, created a good one actually, four wins out of five in our opening games. The frustrating thing was, however, we probably should have won by more, and bearing in mind some of the team's tendencies to 
can see goals later on, it was a bit nervy at times. I didn't like that. Ultimately, uh, I kind of felt that we should have buried Villa a little bit. We were creating chance after chance and not taking them, which at any level of football is very, very risky. However, from there, it was on to our first Europa League 2 group stage match at home to Russian side Lokomotiv Moscow, and we won 3-0. The opponents didn't even manage to shot on target, which was pretty good. Uh, and then we would go into a Premier League game where we hosted Leicester. The 2 all draw was, again, frustrating. We actually were outplayed for the first half hour, and quite convincingly so. But after that, we should have dominated the game. And took a point from a home fixture. Leicester, to be fair, were playing very, very well themselves. A good team, a very solid outfit. But nonetheless, it was quite annoying. From there, we moved on to the Carabao Cup. The board, interesting enough, had no interest in this competition. They didn't care. I did. I, I thought it was a chance to, to, to give some youngsters a chance and uh, also move on from there to win a trophy. Interesting enough, I don't know who we actually played in the in our first game. Uh, for some reason, I didn't make a note of that on my diary. We won on penalties, despite letting slip a two-goal lead. And then we went and played Brighton. Uh, Brighton, you may recall from last time around, twice my lead side had taken two-goal leads against them in both an FA Cup fixture and a league fixture, and twice we'd ended up losing, which was naturally, of course, quite frustrating. On this occasion, however, we took a neat and tidy 1-0 victory and therefore were maintaining our, our good start for the season. And then we had a new problem. Liverpool, who had already lured away Santos, were now tempting one of my key central defenders, an experienced player by the name of Sturgio a player that I couldn't really afford to lose as far as I was concerned and I was not going to. I made up my mind quite early. I was resolved to keeping him because I needed him, quite frankly, and I didn't care who was coming after him. They were not having him and that ran the risk, of course, of upsetting the player. But I was putting the needs of the team first and, and I was not going to apologise for that. 6-1 win next up at home against Northern Irish side Linfield in the Europa League 2 group stages was very, very nice. Uh, and then we hosted Sheffield United in the Premier League. Having had some issues with Sheffield United as Crystal Palace manager, I wound up their manager a little bit, Chris Wilder. Uh, and we ended up shipping two goals to Sheffield United, despite actually having the best defensive record in the league at that point. But we scored four. Three points, once again. Uh, so can't argue. And then next up, we hosted West Bromwich Albion. And I looked at this game as being ultimately what should have been another easy three points. Uh, however, somehow we conspired to lose 2-1 at home. And I was not happy with that because I didn't think the West Brom were all that. And we let ourselves down. We'd actually gone, if you count, tail end of last season, 17 games unbeaten. And that run was now over. So now it was time, of course, to rebuild that run. First of all, however, we had some European football. We won 6-0 against Maccabee Hafia. I'm not sure where they're from, but we were away and still won 6-0. But then we had a challenging game uh, in the 
uh, in the Premier League. We had to travel to Manchester City. Never a straightforward thing, of course, to go to the Etihad. Man City, on the game, they've won a few titles as well along the way. They haven't been maybe as dominant as they would have liked to have been, but they have won trophies. They're a challenging side. And although we battled really, really well, we lost 2-1, but I wasn't upset by that because it was the kind of game I expected to struggle in. And we gave a good account of ourselves. We did not disgrace ourselves. We then hosted Crystal Palace in the Carabao Cup. We lost 3-2 of a youthful team. Uh, and then we lost to Spurs in the Premier League. Despite having taken the lead, we ended up once again not cleaning the game off and lost 2-1 uh, at White Hart Lane. Not White Hart Lane, sorry, their new stadium, whose name I forget. We lost away to Spurs, let's put it that way. We hosted Javier next round, we won 5-0, uh, and from there we hosted Everton. Having had three consecutive defeats, I really, really wanted to turn things around. And we did, we won 2-1. It wasn't a great performance, and I wasn't happy with the performance, but points were points, and we had halted our rather abrupt and sudden slide. We did need to improve. We definitely need to improve. Why? Because next we were travelling to Chelsea and Stamford Bridge. Now, this, of course, is another one of those occasions which is quite daunting. Trips to the likes of you know, the, the traditional top Premier League teams, for, for me, they do stand out as being seriously, seriously tricky matches. However, we defended really, really well. We scored a great long-range goal in the form of Horge, Howge, however you pronounce it. And then one of my midfielders, Diaz, scored a very, very late goal to give us an amazing 2-1 win away from home, which was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Not expected at all to go to Stamford Bridge and win, but we'd done it. We'd taken another brilliant three points just when we needed to. So now, of course, we had two wins on the bounce, and we were back to moving in the right direction. From there, we took uh, a pretty good victory uh, against uh, Loco Moscow again. A dead rubber game, really, at this point. We'd already qualified for the knockout stages. Some tactical experimentation and a sensational run, four goals in the last six minutes of the first half, uh, gave us a 5-1 win. And then it was back, of course, to the Premier League and a game at home against uh, Norwich, who were struggling and were poor on a form. We were playing very, very well. We were actually occupying a Champions League spot at this point. And then, once again, we failed to kill the game off. We were 2-0 up at half-time and drew to all. And I was quite angry at that point because the team kept doing this. We weren't finishing off our opponents. Norwich were wounded animals. And you know what? I should have known, really, that we probably would drop points because it seems to be a recurring thing that whenever uh, my my team hosted or played against struggling sides, that we would drop points, just the way it seemed to go for some reason. Perhaps the teams got complacent. I don't know, but we did not finish them off. So when we travelled to Bournemouth and won 3-1... It marks the first time in ages in the league that we'd actually scored more than two goals in a league game, or at least it felt like ages. And this was despite maybe not playing as well as we could have. From there, we travelled to Selhurst Park to face my old opponents, Crystal Palace. 
and we put together one of our most cutting performances of the season. We took a 4-0 victory, so clean sheet of course, and we showed the kind of ruthlessness that we'd maybe been lacking a little bit prior to that. So after 16 games, we were very much still involved in the, the chase for Champions League football, which was brilliant. The press kept asking me what my ambitions were, what my aims were for the season, and I just kept telling them one game at a time. It's a very kind of cliched answer. It's a very well-worn cliche, but it felt like the most appropriate answer. Do managers themselves really believe that when they give the answer? I don't know, but it felt like the right answer to give. We ended up beating Linfield 3-0 in our final group stage match in Europe, uh, despite once again making some changes tactically uh, and fielding a weakened team. And then we hosted Newcastle. We won 3-2, but once again had let slip a two-goal advantage. So once again, there were warning signs there. And from there, we had to travel to face Burnley in Boxing Day. 2-1 win wasn't great in my view, but it was a win, uh, of course. Uh, a 2-1 victory where we should have won. Actually, it was at home, uh, I should say. We should have crushed them. They were bottom of the league at the time, but a win was a win. And then we travelled to Old Trafford to face another titan of the English game, Manchester United. We, won, we drew 3 all, and I was actually quite disappointed by this because at one point we'd actually gone 3-1 up against one of play and we let slip quite, quite late on to let them back into the game. But nonetheless, if you told me at the start of the season that I would get a draw at Old Trafford, if you told me that I'd beat Liverpool, that I'd go away and beat uh, the likes of Chelsea, uh, I would have taken those results any day of the week. So... In the wake of that draw of Man United, it was now time to start another competition, the FA Cup, the FA Cup third round, and we were hosting Chelsea. We'd beaten Chelsea on their patch, of course, earlier in the season, but that didn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, in the FA Cup, it was, well, it's a one-off game, of course, and basically it's a case of going for it. Meanwhile, Liverpool were trying to sign Sturgio, and I was just basically sort of flat out saying no. I knew Sturgio wasn't happy about this, but as far as I was concerned, he was staying with me. But that aside, not letting the off-pitch stuff distract us, we then played amazingly against Chelsea. We beat them 5-1. Two stunning long-range efforts from Irwin saw us move into the fourth round incredibly comfortably. And my hope, of course, was that this would kickstart our season in a whole new way. The confidence boost from crushing Chelsea, not just beating them, but crushing them, would surely have to serve us in good stead. And it did. We travelled away to Wolves, who were in the relegation zone and struggling. My usual thoughts on that subject, of course, are that we'd struggle against the team that was struggling, because it just seemed to be what we did. But Wolves, well... We turned them into harmless puppies, shall we say. A 4-0 victory. And my shadow striker slash attacking midfielder, Ramon, getting a hat-trick in the process. We were helped because Wolves had recently parted ways with their manager. They had a caretaker manager in, so they were a little bit kind of leaderless. But I didn't care. As far as I was concerned, victory was victory. But from there, well... Were we going to receive help in a similar sort of way from our next opponents? No. 
Next up, we were away to Liverpool. A trip to Anfield is, well, in real life at the moment, not particularly intimidating at all. But in the game, it had to be said, it was daunting. Liverpool were league leaders. They were quite comfortable, as a matter of fact, at that point. Reigning champions, reigning European champions. And on the game, under Jurgen Klopp's stewardship, they had won multiple titles and quite a few European titles as well. They were, they were the benchmark. They were the standard bearers. They were the team to beat, beyond all doubt. Challenging, and a couple of days later, we'd then be hosting Arsenal uh, in the Premier League. So we had two games on the bounce that were going to be tough. Liverpool away from home, I would expect to be the more difficult of the two fixtures, of course. But how did it go? Well, we we were 1-0 down uh, at half-time, but we were matching them in many respects in terms of chances created, which I thought was brilliant. Equalised midway for the second half, took the lead with 10 minutes to go, Liverpool equalised with 5 minutes to go, and then in injury time, Ramon popped up to net a vital, vital late winner. We had gone to Anfield, we had won 3-2, and that was, in my view, brilliant. We did let ourselves down a little bit at home to Arsenal when we drew 1-1. We were somewhat fortunate to get away with that. But then we improved, not as much as we would have liked, but we played well enough to beat Fulham 2-0 without really being troubled. From there, we hosted West Ham. Again, a bit of a tactical switch, a bit of rotation for the team because it was an FA Cup game and we beat West Ham 5-2 in the FA Cup fourth round to move comfortably through to our next game and our next pair of games which personally I thoroughly enjoyed because we played in my book at least really really well. First of all we travelled to Leicester who were doing pretty well they were in fifth place doing decent by by their standards without a doubt and we took a great 3-0 win. I'd rested players for the FA Cup game and that appeared to wreak rewards. 3-0 away win against Leicester was followed a short while later by another 3-0 away win against Aston Villa. So, three Premier League clean sheets in as many games, partly down to a brilliant goalkeeping from uh, Lijakovic, I think is how you pronounce it, who, who saved the penalty against Aston Villa. And partly down to some cutting-edge performances up front. The victory against Villa put us level on points with Liverpool and behind only on goal difference. From there, we would play uh, Brighton at Ellen Road and we won 4-0. In a way, that 4-0 win was a celebration of having taken the Manager of the Month award uh, and one of my young players winning uh, the Young Player of the Month as well, defender by the name of Briens. It was great. In the first half, we played reasonably well, utilising one particular attacking style of formation. In the second half, I switched things up, wanting to put the game to bed, and we won 4-0 in the end. So we were now keeping clean sheets consistently, uh, and we were winning matches consistently as well. From there, another international break came along and now we're in a situation where we had 12 games to go. My aim 
for Leeds at this point was to secure Champions League qualification wherever we may have stood in the Premier League. Uh, I didn't care. I didn't care. As far as I was concerned, the objective was to qualify for the Champions League and we had put ourselves into a fantastic place to do exactly that. We travelled to Sheffield to face Sheffield United, who were bottom of the league. We played reasonably well, and although we went behind quite early on, one of my, uh, again, like attacking midfielders slash shadow strikers, uh, Towles Magno, scored all five goals in a 5-2 victory. Sheffield United battled hard to give them their due, but we took brilliant victory uh, to win 5-2. From there, however, we did have to face one of the teams that had beaten us earlier in the season. And I expected this to be much, much tougher than the Sheffield game. We were at home to Manchester City. A team which, if they wanted to, could beat us quite comfortably. If they wanted to. Now, every now and then, Football Manager will leave me uh, a little bit breathless. It will surprise me. And sometimes that's for the wrong reasons. Sometimes that's for all the right reasons. We only had, as a team, 36% possession throughout the course of the match, which is not surprising. Man City are a team particularly under uh, Pepe Guardiola's leadership that will often look to keep the ball. They play a possession-based game and they have the players and the ability to keep the ball. So we had to take our chances when they came. We had to counter quickly, ruthlessly, with a real kind of menace and pace about us. And we did. The, the first goal was... Uh, frankly, well, uh, I said it was the first goal, one of the goals. It was as simple as my keeper, Lyukovic, spotted that Ramon was in a bit of space up front, booted the ball as hard as he could. Ramon collected the ball, surged forward and poked the ball into the net. And Ramon would go on to score three counter-attacking goals in a 3-0 home win against, of all teams, Band City, which I had not expected. Not only did we win, but we kept Man City out completely. Another clean sheet, fantastic victory. Uh, and now we have moved into a situation where we'd gone 21 games unbeaten and we had 10 games to go. And somehow, somehow we had conspired to be two points clear at the top of the table, which was just like, what? What? I had no idea how it'd come to that. Whether we deserved to be there or not, I don't know. Perhaps we did. Perhaps it wasn't just a blip. We'd played over the last few games brilliantly. We were scoring goals quite freely. More importantly, from my point of view, we were shutting other teams out. Uh, one or two sort of exceptions here or there. It was, it was a stuff of dreams, really, to be completely honest. I maintained that we were taking things one game at a time. I refused to argue that we would win the title. I 
in fact, talked that notion down repeatedly. I still believed that Liverpool would have too much for us. They had the experience of this kind of thing, and my my lead side didn't. And I had to feel that kind of experience would have to mean something. But anyway, 10 games in the league to go. We were still in the Europa League 2. We were still in the FA Cup. The potential was there to, to achieve something, but it would be a case, as much as it is cliched, of taking each game as it comes. That was the smart thing to do. It's what I would do. Deep down, I refused to believe that we were going to be champions because I just felt the opponents around us were too strong. But Champions League football, I began to think of as being a real possibility, because it was. So to recap, we had just beaten Man City 3-0 in a remarkable display of counter-attacking football. And we now had a date with Crystal Palace, my old club, in the FA Cup in the uh, fifth round, as it was. And a single goal from midfielder, attacking midfielder Diaz gave us a win that we deserved. And from that point, we then travelled to West Bromwich Albion, who had actually beaten us at Ellen Road, which wasn't great from my point of view. But we ended up, despite not playing brilliantly to begin with leading at half time thanks to a Haji header uh, from a corner and from there we just improved in the second half we ended up with a comfortable victory Haji got a hat-trick Ramon scored again we had a 4-0 win our seventh win in a row and another clean sheet which was always of course very 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 pleasing and from there we traveled to Danish side FC Copenhagen, I think that's how you say that. A 4-0 win was fantastic. It gave us a great chance to make progress in the next round. And it allowed me to also rotate the team a bit ahead of our next Premier League game, which was at home against Spurs. It, it, it was important, I think, to give some other players a chance and equally to protect some of my existing kind of first choice players. It had, it had to be done, it had to be done. And we ended up with that paying off for us because a 4-0 win over Spurs, well, sorry, 3-0 win over Spurs with Ramon scoring his 30th goal in all competitions was, was brilliant. We had eight wins in a row now, seven clean sheets uh, among those wins. And it was great, absolutely great. We ended up losing 4-3 at home to Copenhagen in the, uh, in the home leg of the next round of the Europa League 2. But I didn't mind because we'd won so convincingly in the first leg. We were, of course, naturally through to the next round. We had, however, collapsed in the second half and I made it clear to the players this wasn't acceptable. I didn't care for the circumstances of how we ended up losing that game. It didn't matter who was playing and who we were playing. I had greater expectations than that for how we would do. And I felt we let ourselves down there. But moving on from that, we had an FA Cup game next. The quarterfinals were getting into the sharp end of the FA Cup. The team was changed around a little bit. 
and we beat the Gunners in the next round, Arsenal 4-0. Brewster, Diaz and two goals from Mamon giving us that 4-0 win. And it's always nice to beat one of the top sides. Arsenal perhaps not as as great as they could have been, but still, in my view, they remain a bigger team. And results like that against big teams are are hugely important, uh, if you ask me. Unfortunately, our league run then ended uh, with a very, very tame, lethargic showing at the end of an international break. We travelled to Norwich and we lost 2-1, which I was personally um, quite disappointed with. It, it really, you know, to me, was very disappointing and things kind of went a bit worse from there. We played a French side, Lille, Lille, is it? L-I-L-L-E, Lille, in the Europa League 2. We would actually be playing them twice in a row, just because of how the fixtures panned out. A young team lost 3-2 at home, uh, and then we lost 3-1 away from home to crash out of the European competition. So there was now three defeats in a row, uh, as it happened, which... I didn't think it was great, and I told the team as much. They felt I was harsh on them, but I kind of felt I had to be harsh on them. The last three matches hadn't been remotely to standard, and I made that quite clear. We had a benefit from resting players in the FA Cup semi-finals. Uh, we then beat Manchester City in the semi-final 2-0, and put ourselves into a cup final. It was a chance for for the first time, for a major trophy, as far as I was concerned as a manager. FA Cup final, people look down upon the FA Cup a little bit, I think, these days. But it remains an historic, beautiful competition, yeah, in my view. Even if I will admit, sometimes on Football Manager, I will play weakened teams in the FA Cup. I do try, especially as we get towards the business end, to, to give it my very best. And to be in the final with Leeds, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Then we hosted Chelsea in the league and Brewster scored twice in a 2-0 win over Chelsea to keep our league campaign moving in the right direction. Which, um, well, at this point, I, I, we were on the verge of booking Champions League football with a reasonable number of games to spare, which was great. And we had the chance to do so against Newcastle, travelling to Newcastle. But unfortunately, we lost 3-2 despite taking the lead, and I wasn't happy with how we kind of bottled that, that first chance to secure Champions League football. And then we had to go to Everton with another chance, where we were actually lucky to get a draw in, in my book before we would host my former team, Crystal Palace, who at this point were actually struggling quite badly. They were 19th in the league. And as usual with these games, my thought process was, should be three points, but I know full well that these games often don't go to script. Sure enough, we went 2-0 down very early on, but we did recover to level the score before going 3-2 down. In the second half, in particular, Brewster and Ramon showed their quality and we won 5-3. Uh, but I did think that the performance was, quite frankly, awful. We should not have shipped three goals to struggling Palace. 
and I made it clear to the team that I was not happy with how they performed. However, we had secured Champions League football, so this uh, had to be seen as a good thing, of course, and the players did deserve recognition for that. And then we hosted Bournemouth for the second home game in a row, and for the second home game in a row, we scored five goals. We ended up uh, with a very, very comfortable victory. And for some reason, very, very strangely, the media thought this result was an upset. I have no idea why it was an upset. Bournemouth were lower mid-table. Uh, I was actually, with my Leeds team, believe it or not, top of the league at this point. So why this would be an upset, I have no idea, but there you go. Then we travelled to another team that was struggling somewhat, Burnley. Uh, although Burnley deserved some credit because they'd already dished out some remarkably good results against supposedly better teams. So we had to be on guard. But going into this game, something happened. This was actually our... This was to be our penultimate uh, fixture. And a win just by... The craziest set of circumstances, Liverpool had dropped off. Their title challenge had fallen apart and they had lost a considerable number of games. And Manchester United had emerged as contenders. And somehow, so had we, so had Leeds. A win against Burnley would actually uh, give us the title. We had a game in hand on Man United. We were two points clear. Yeah victory and in my view completely unexpectedly we'd be Premier League champions in my first full season at Leeds I would have guided them to the first major trophy of my managerial career and it was it was to me I hadn't really dared let myself even think about it yes we were doing well yes we've been there or thereabouts throughout the entire season really but the idea that we could actually win it I'd refused to let myself believe that. The media had constantly asked me questions on if we'd gone top of the league, but I'd batted those to one side with the usual line of one game at a time. But here we were, suddenly, for the first time, we could actually win this. Unfortunately, we didn't. Well, we didn't win against Burnley. We actually lost 2-1. We, to my view gave a very, very poor account of, of ourselves. And we had two players sent off as well. Uh, and I was very, very angry with how the team had performed. Uh, I appreciate that Burnley had done really, really well. But in my view, we, we bottled it. We absolutely bottled it. And I was not happy with that whatsoever. It put us into a situation where to win the title, where we could win it at home. Our last game of the season was at home. It was at home against Manchester United, so in many respects, to me, home advantage meant nothing. But the equation was simple enough. If we won, we'd be champions. If we drew, we'd be champions. Uh, and in Leeds' case, it would be for the first time since 1992. But there we were. We were in the situation where we had the advantage at home against one of the biggest clubs in the world, could we pull this off? It was daft. I had refused whatsoever to believe we'd win the title. Absolutely refused to even consider the possibility. 
and yet to lose it on the final day of the season at home to the one team that could deny us the title would would naturally feel absolutely gutting. How could it not? Here we were in the most remarkable of places uh, and, wow, how could it go? The date was the 14th of May, 2028. And it would be either this absolute elation of this unexpected glory or it would be a horrible horrible heartbreak so the game itself it has to be said this was one of the most intense exhilarating matches that i've ever been involved in on football manager on any football manager game we took lead in the first minute thanks to Charles magno uh, and then Bruno Fernandes did what he typically does and equalised from the penalty spot. And then my defender, Howard Bellis, uh, he scored on the stroke of half-time from the corner to put us back in front. And then on the hour mark, or just before the hour mark, Ramon gave us a 3-1 cushion. So, of course, thinking, great. And the match was quite back and forth, it has to be said. Uh, it, was, it was fair to say that we were looking at kind of end-to-end -end stuff here, uh, which was how I wanted to play. I figured we had to attack. We had to attack. Just after the hour mark, Mason Greenwood pulled a goal back, suddenly it was 3-2, and then Diaz brought us to 4-2 up after 75 minutes. So 15 minutes to go, and we have a 3-2 cushion. Sorry, 4-2 cushion. Until Dylan Chambers, I don't know if he's a regen or who he is really, uh, he scored with five minutes to go. And suddenly we find ourselves with also facing five minutes of injury time. So we had 10 minutes remaining to hold on to our 4-3 advantage. In the 95th minute, a player by the name for United of Youssef Demir equalised. And I was just thinking, oh God, please don't do this. Please don't do this to me now. Uh, it, just Because the game has a habit of conjuring up almost imaginary goals for teams in the dying seconds of the game. However, there wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough time. The final whistle blew, and in a twist that I had not seen coming, Leeds United were Premier League champions of the 27-28 season. Somehow, somehow, we had pulled this off. And it was just... It wasn't even a case of being sort of delighted, really. It was just a case of being staggered absolutely staggered i couldn't believe that we'd actually done it the odds of leeds winning the title had been 50 to 1 but we'd actually somehow pulled it off on the last day of the season against the one team that could have snatched the title from us we had gotten the result that we needed a brilliant amazing game 4-4 and we were champions it was amazing it was absolutely amazing we finished on 82 points, which apparently, according to the game, uh, was the lowest points total to win the Premier League in Premier League history. And it was just, wow. It was absolutely wow. In, in other circumstances, if this were real life, I would be immediately thinking, right, you know what? We're going to party very, very hard. Uh, there'd be a few drinks, let's put it that way. But we had one more game to go. We actually couldn't take our foot off the gas just yet because we had one last fixture. The FA Cup final at Wembley, uh, against Liverpool, who had really collapsed, it had to be said, uh, to to miss out on, on the Premier League. 
we had a chance now to do the double, which definitely had not been on the cards uh, at that point. And I think winning the title had given my players this, perhaps this tremendous high, this tremendous feeling of, of they could take on the world at that point. I expected a challenge against Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, as I always did, but what I had not expected was for us to actually blow them away in the final. Uh, a hat-trick from Ramon and a Brewster goal gave us a 4-1 win, a very, very good performance, a very comfortable win, where we never really looked, looked like losing. And we'd actually done the double. We took not one, but two major trophies uh, in our last two games of the season. It was the first time that Leeds had won the title, as I said, since 1992. And the first time that an English manager had won the league title since, funny enough, Howard Wilkinson in 1992 with Leeds. So it was a great moment, a really fantastic moment. A number of players that had been brought into the club had given a great account of themselves. Uh, Muchanga had been brilliant. Brewster had played pretty well, despite some fans feeling a bit dubious about him. Graham Irwin from Celtic had been a fantastic young player. Mazzinho, another one had been brilliant. Thiago Almada, all of them gave a really, really good account of themselves. We had some great wins over the course of the season. For example, the win away against Chelsea, among others. The win away against Liverpool. And those results had ultimately panned out to give us something remarkable. The league title and the FA Cup, not one, but two great success stories in a season where uh, I, I just hadn't even begun to dare believe that we could do it. And yet, there we were. There we were. We were champions. We were deservedly champions, in my view. And, well, we had Champions League football to look forward to next season. It was... It was the 28-29 season, the season that we were going to head into, I had to expect it to be tough. I had to. To win the title again wasn't really on my radar. It would just be a case of, you know what, if we can nab Champions League football again, terrific, fantastic, brilliant, and we'll just go from there. But for the immediate moment, I just wanted to bask in the glory we were Premier League champions, FA Cup winners of 2028. We'd done it in dramatic fashion. We'd had some fantastic results. At times, we'd been unplayable as far as I was concerned. And now we could look forward to dining at Europe's top table. <laughs>